I was out of my chair so explosively it flew over backward. Pipon, startled into immobility, had to be lifted out of the way by the elbow so I could get past him. I ran through the deserted reception area and into the wing with the French paintings. There was no charpentier. There was no liget either. The wall where it had hung was bare, the metal supporting bars naked and forlorn. I stood there agitatedly, trying to think. Charpentier. Of course, Charpentier. How could I have failed to see it? I had walked into Clotilde's office and practically handed him the painting. But where was he? What had he done with it? He couldn't have had more than a minute or two alone with it, and he hadn't taken it down the front stairs or I would have seen him. And the back stairs led only to the living quarters and the basement, so there was no— Christ, the basement, the basement with its capacious old cooking fireplace blazing merrily away, fueled by all that volatile packing material. I tore open the back door and raced noisily down the two flights, nearly pitching headlong down the lower one in my rush. The heavy oak door to the kitchen was closed. I pulled it open. Charpentier! He was standing with his back to me before the massive stone fireplace, his arms raised, poised to throw the painting into the fire. When I called his name, he twisted his head to glower ferociously at me over his shoulder. Backlit by dancing orange flames, with the painting in his lifted hands, he was like some titanic figure from the Old Testament, like Charlton Heston himself about to hurl down the tablets from the mount. For what seemed an eerily drawn-out time, we stared at each other, mute and unmoving. Then, with a grunt and with more speed than I would have given him credit for, he skimmed the picture at me, frisbee-style, but with both hands. All I could do was fling myself to the side and down, like a batter dropping out of the way of a ninety-mile-an-hour fastball. The painting skimmed over me and through the open doorway with an ugly whizzing sound, slammed heavily into the wall of the corridor, and clattered to the flagstone floor. By the time I got to my feet, Charpentier was advancing with a rusty old kitchen tool he'd pulled down from the wall, probably something made to help turn a spit-roasting ox in the fireplace, but looking distressingly like a medieval foot-soldier's pike a five-foot-long pole tipped with a metal head consisting of a spike and an evil-looking hook. He was a big man, not athletic, but hulking and thick-boned, with a Mephistophelian cast at the best of times, and at this moment he was scaring the hell out of me. I backed into the corridor, warding him off with upraised palms. Jean-Luc, don't be ridiculous. You don't want to kill me. Yes, he said. I do. He did, too. He jabbed the spike at my eyes twice, first a faint and then a sudden vicious thrust that was all business. I jumped back, managing to deflect the pike with my forearm, and stumbled into the corner of the corridor, floundering against some lengths of wood standing on end. Most of them went rattling to the floor, but clawing behind me with my other hand, I got hold of one and brought it out in front of me.